Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. Today's issues right here on American Family Radio. Today's Thursday, May the 26th, 2022. Thank you for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, and it's a great day. I did not have to use a boat to get to work this morning. (laughs) Right, right. Because? It has been uh, a a damp week this week. Boy, the rain. Yep, yep, yep. A lot of rain last 24 hours where we live and uh, soaking uh, a lot of the southeast anyway. I, my yard needed it. I, I planted a, I didn't plant, I put a lot of sod down last oh, week. Really? Yeah. Okay. Let me rest. Let me welcome Chris Woodward. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Yeah. Yeah, I'm president of this ministry, but I, when I get off at five, I have a boss too. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. And uh, so we did. We we did sod as a couple. Wow. As Abe would say, week. that's your full time job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the wow. sod, you know, you like you, you, now not not a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't know about uh, two hours worth. Yeah. Of two people laying sod, but you yeah. got to water that stuff. You know, sure. or to, you know, good timing. So then. I like to rain. Yeah, I know, right? So um, anyway. If you don't, if you don't get rain, you got to move that sprinkler around twenty four seven. Yes, right. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't know what the water bill would be. <laughs> Hope it didn't like gasoline, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, Ten dollars a gallon. <laughs> All right. So, welcome everybody to the program. <laughs> By the way, ladies and gentlemen, we've just learned here that uh, uh, our friends over at YouTube have put us in uh, a week of put us in timeout for a week. Uh, I just learned that five minutes ago, and Brent Creeley, our producer, uh, told me this. Now, Brent, what happened here? So, when what, I, what did we do, Brent? When I went to schedule our video for today, yes, I learned that we're in timeout for a week again. Okay, okay. so they sent us a notice. They to, sent just us our show, not American Family yes. Radio. Yes, Today's that's issues. Correct. We're the we were. We're the student in the class that the teacher pointed out, and you two being the teacher. And what did they say to us? They what did told we do us wrong? we violated community standards. Did we now? Again. Yes. Okay. So what, we violated community what, standards. What community? Yeah, what community and what standards have we violated? So unlike last time when we supposedly violated community standards, last time they didn't give us uh, reasoning or, right. or let us know what they community standards They banned you, and then they was. tell you to figure it out. Right. Right. So what well, do they say this time? This go-around, they actually told me that it was misinformation that we had shared about the 2020 election. Okay. When we do that, now, Grant? Uh, they didn't have a date on it, but however, they did send a video to us that from that time that they said that we did that. Oh, all right. And that was back when Walker was on the program. And that's been a year now, or, or long, or a year longer, and a half. I would say, yeah. So, Walker Wildman, yes. Uh, I, my son, I don't know what was that been. Fred, two years. It's, he, it's been a while. Many months. Many yeah. Months. Okay. Yes. So they went back in our archives. They found did. a video of Walker saying what. Well, I don't know if it was specifically Walker or not, but it when was when Walker was on. The only way I can kind of somewhat put a date on it is when Walker was on the show. Okay, so Walker evidently. 
said something about the two time 2020 election. Yes. And I guess I can say it right now because they, what are they going to do? <laughs> right. Maybe they'll double our timeout time, right? They could. So, uh, could. Was it before or after the 2020 that's, election? That's not even – e- I know that's, the, that's not even a current algorithm that, that they flagged. No, they, somebody Somebody did go. a deep dive into today's issues from two years ago, and so right. we're in a week We're in a week of timeout. Yes, just and, on YouTube. Oh, Facebook's so we still need, going. Uh, this, so we need to use this time for reflection. <laughs> On how we violate community standards of YouTube. Good grief. Time out. Is that kind of like what they do with kids and you have to face, yes. the, face the corner? Yes. We're in the corner, Fred. corner. Think about what you did wrong. The shame corner. Yeah, Actually, the, the Walker problem. isn't even on this show any longer, and we're being punished for what he said. Right. Chris. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, uh, as we say in the South, bless your heart uh, yeah. to the person that had a problem with this. Well, another reason why before long we'll have our own AFA, uh, AFR streaming live streaming service, so we can refer you there instead of referring you to YouTube or Facebook. Uh, Facebook ever put us in timeout? No, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Now, like you say, the our streaming service is streaming.afa.net. Yeah, but it's we're not live yet. Oh no, no, no. Sorry. We're, we're not, in other words, we have archive shows there, but we don't. That's have, correct. We're not carrying that. But Facebook and YouTube, normally, at least, they carry our show live here, live video streaming. But something Walker said, which we don't know, something about the election, uh, triggered the people over at YouTube, and by golly, they're going to show us. I mean, what do you say about elections? You don't like the Good results night. or you like the results? This, uh, this is why I'm glad uh, Elon Musk is buying Twitter. I guess that that's going to go through. Who knows? It, it is. The report this morning says it looks more positive. Okay. He's going to get it for less money. Yes. Well, because he figured out a lot of their uh, uh, traffic were bots, weren't yeah. real people. So um, anyway, what I'm saying is, the reason I say that is, we need to allow for free speech in this country. I understand that YouTube and Facebook are private companies and they have the right to determine who they want to allow on their platform. I, uh, in principle, I don't have a problem with that, but, uh, I would say if you're going to be a forum like that, and this is what Elon Musk argues at Twitter, unless somebody's advocating something that's <clears throat> illegal, you know what I'm saying? Then, violence, uh, violence, yeah. uh, uh Unless then then let people talk, say what they want, even if they're even if what they say is stupid, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or uh, I mean that's that's America, that's what we've always been, and it, people can uh, figure out we got ta- so we're flagged for misinformation. Yes, we're flagged. That's for, correct. Uh, the misinformation yes. about the twenty twenty election. Correct. Yeah. So if you uh, anyway, all right. Uh, so that's that. So if you were planning on watching us on YouTube. You're gonna to have to wait a week, and uh, so we'll, uh, we'll, you know, in a week from now, hopefully, we'll be back on YouTube, uh, Facebook Live, still carrying today's issues until their friends at YouTube tell them what we did wrong, and then Facebook will save you, oh, us too. All right. Uh, well, to Facebook's credit, they've never banned us, right? That I know of. Today's issues. I think some other of our broadcasters here on AFR have gotten in trouble with Facebook. But that's their problem. You know, we're good boys over here. <laughs> uh, all right, so so much to talk about mm-hmm. on the program today. Um, and sadly, we have to start with uh, the aftermath of what happened in uh, 
at the elementary school in Texas. Yes. Uh, as the uh, things go today, victims' families are starting to make arrangements for the deceased. Once again, you had 19 children shot and killed, two teachers, I think 17 people injured mm-hmm. uh, in the in the attack earlier this week. Um, there's all kinds of news stories uh, pretty much wherever you go today on various things uh, authorities are saying or news outlets are learning. Uh, Fox News, for example, says the mother of the 18-year-old uh, sus suspected gunman the mother is in disbelief uh fox also says the grandfather is being questioned about the guns the teenager had at a house or had at the home there um you know for people maybe not following this as much as others there are stories out there that the uh, teenager uh got the guns legally other people are still saying he shouldn't have been in possession of them based on things that uh he may or may not have said on his social media feeds all Let's begin here, because I have a lot of sound to bring in. Um, Governor Greg Abbott at a press conference yesterday uh, was saying that gun laws that many Democrats are calling for aren't working in places like California, New York, or Chicago, and he wants to find solutions that are actually going to work. Clip one. I know people like to try to oversimplify this. Uh, Let's talk about some real facts, And, and that is there are, quote, real gun laws in Chicago. There are, quote, real gun laws in New York. There are real gun laws in California. I hate to say this, but there are more people who were shot every weekend in Chicago than there are in schools in Texas. And we need to realize that that People who think that, well, maybe if we just implement tougher gun laws, it's going to solve it. Chicago and L.A. and New York disproved that thesis. And so if you're looking for a real solution, Chicago teaches that what you're talking about is not a real solution. Our job is to come up with real solutions that we can implement. Excellent comments there by the governor of Texas. He's spot on, and I dare mm-hmm. anybody on the left or any of the Democrats to refute what he just said. Well, one of them did. Did he now? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's, okay. Tell me what he said. Well, during the who during was the, it? it during the conference? Uh, oh God! Gubernatorial candidate and anti-gun activist Beto O'Rourke decided he was going to interrupt the proceedings and say that these people are to blame because they're not doing enough for gun restrictions. I have the I, audio. I, I saw that. That happened. I saw that when it happened live. It, they, Fox News was carrying, it was during lunch uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, Fox News was carrying the the uh, press conference mm-hmm. that uh, Governor Abbott was hosting with other officials. And uh, this Beto O'Rourke uh, fellow who's running on the Democrat side for governor against right. Abbott, he, he's well known, you know, for his, uh, he runs for office about every year or two mm-hmm. loses and then runs again the next couple of years. That's his, that's how he operates. But, uh, as I understand it, this press conference was going on. This is what I read. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, two people were in, 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 in there just, uh, not known pe- people who were not known. And then they gave up their seats for, uh, Beto O'Rourke to come in and be a part of this press conference, which he, was there not to listen, but to come up and point fingers at the governor and others saying, this is your fault. What right. happened? That's what happened. So what, what are we about to hear now? We're going to hear some of yesterday's press conference, mining, minus uh, things I can't air on family-friendly There was some radio. profanity yes. used. The mayor, uh, 
got upset. He was. Because of what Beto O'Rourke was doing. Okay. Clip three. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> sit down. You're out of, you're out of line and an embarrassment. Hey. Sit down. I don't like this stuff. Shooting is right now, and you are doing nothing. Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. Please leave this auditorium. Uh, that was that was a Democrat interrupting the press conference, pointing his finger at uh, Governor Abbott and others, saying uh, it's your fault that these kids got shot. That basically it's what he was saying, yeah. right, Fred? Yeah, it's political grandstanding. Uh, Better O'Rourke had to. Drive. I don't think he's from that community. Hmm. So he had to take a long drive from wherever he lives, Dallas, Houston, wherever it is. Uh, it was all for political grandstanding. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I watched this live, too, as well. Uh, this all backfired on him. Now, the mainstream media, a few, few of the mainstream media said, Better O'Rourke, he's a hero for going there. But I think the American people, you got to remember, this is... Uh, Less than 24 hours right. after after the shooting, right? The governor of the state is there to talk about the heroes who went in to uh, bring down this gunman and to give facts and information. To give facts right. to talk about the the families left behind. Right. What a tragedy this is, and this guy Beto O'Rourke goes in to try to steal the show. It's it's despicable. It sounded like it was a setup too. Uh, in yeah. other words, it was planned and plotted that he would take yes. them. Oh, so sure. the, so these two people that were sitting in the auditorium mm-hmm. walked out gave, and gave gave up their seat to him. So it was planned. It was it, planned. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandstand, but it backfired. And the guy who was saying uh, who kept shouting, "You're out of line." Mm-hmm. Yes, was the mayor of yes, mayor of Uvalde. Yes, and I think he's a Democrat. If I'm not mistaken, so I mean, he was upset about it. it was the wrong, you know. If you want to have a debate, mm-hmm. Beto O'Rourke wanted to have his own press conference. He mm-hmm. could have done that outside of sure. where they were, but to go in and interrupt these fellows and point your finger at them and say, "You're responsible for uh, the deaths," mm-hmm. basically because you don't do anything. By the way, I was reading, I was listening to some the comments by Governor Abbott. By the way, what he said a few moments ago was was spot on. You have the strictest gun laws in America in Chicago and New York and California and and it doesn't stop the bad people from using weapons, using guns. So that's the end of argument yep. to me. Mm-hmm. Uh also Governor Abbott said that uh with respect to long guns, um I guess you're talking rifles here that uh am I right? Mm-hmm. You guys um, I need Walker over here. Walker and Wesley, my sons, they know all about guns. I'm not an expert, but he, uh, he said that long guns have been available to 18 year olds in Texas for 60 years yeah. and we haven't had a problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yes. When there are times in a free and open society, well, there are times in, in, in societies all over the world when people are going to do things that are evil and wicked and they, and, and they're, uh, and they're not stopped. Mm-hmm. You can always review, well, what were our plans? What were our protect? What, what, what did we do to protect? Do we have enough safety and security, you know, to protect people from, um, violence, 
you can't, you go to a movie theater, the movie theater, they can't have security guards at every uh, door. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That happened in Colorado. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Uh, A guy went in and mowed down a lot of people, slaughtered people in a movie theater. Yeah. Uh, It's tragic. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. It's evil. It's wicked. But you can't you can't prevent everything <clears throat> all the time, especially when somebody's bound and determined to uh, do damage. It's it's very difficult to stop everything. And then for this guy Beto O'Rourke to come in and start blaming mm-hmm. the uh, governor and others for what a what a what a uh, an eighteen year old madman mm-hmm. decided to do is just uh, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know. It, do you have the words for that? It's well, just... let's deal with the facts. Yeah, go ahead. The facts are guns have been around for a long time. Uh, people have been able to buy guns in Texas, the long guns, as you call it, for 60 years. 18-year-olds. 18-year-olds. Yeah. So it's not a problem with the guns. It's not a problem with per, uh, the legality of purchasing guns. So you have to say, what has happened in the last 60 years? And what has happened is... In many quarters of our country, violence is celebrated. Somebody we were talking to yesterday said, you know, we now have a lot of violent videos out there. We have violence in music. All of those things. It's that, glorified. That is and what, in movies. That is what has changed yeah. in the last 60 years. When I and was, the breakdown of the family. And the breakdown of the family, right. fatherless families, right. all of these. Right. Those are the things that have changed. So let's take a look at those facts because that's what has changed. Not right. not the fact that all of a sudden 18-year-olds are buying guns. Yeah. What, what are they, uh, guys, what are they, uh, maybe I'm asking a question everybody knows the answer to, and I think I know the answer to it, but I want to ask anyway, what are these, when these Democrats and these celebrities come out and say, we're appalled. Something must be done. Well, what are they saying? Gun control. Well, right. what, are the, what do they mean? I mean, we have, well, what are they talking about here? Well, for Chris? some some of them, they want literally no firearms on the street. Just to revoke the Second Amendment to the Constitution. Is what right. Well, there's a way to do that if they want to go about trying sure. to do that. Yeah. There's, a, there's a constitutional process to get rid of that. Although some people, uh, for example, I even heard Mike Huckabee said this yesterday on a radio show. He said, you know, if you if you get rid of the Second Amendment, they're going to come after the first one next. You know, yeah, all the but, other ones are going to be set up. So, as, as the saying goes, if you're going to, uh, uh, if, if guns are going to be taken away from good people, law-abiding people, the only people that are going to be left with guns are the gangsters and the, the, the criminals. Right. Yeah. Right. And it was interesting to me, too, yesterday, the mayor of New York, who, uh, Adams, who yes. is uh, himself a, Mm-hmm. Very liberal fella. Mm-hmm. He's a former police officer, but he's very liberal. But he was saying, he was uh, citing the uh, gun gun violence that is glorified in rap videos. Mm. He was talking about exactly. that. Huh? Exactly. And uh, he's African-American himself, mm-hmm. but that's where most of the, uh, a lot of the, the rap, uh, I don't know about a lot of the rap music, but, uh, well, it's called gangster rap, and it, it's a, uh, very popular mm-hmm. in black youth culture for males in particular, and they celebrate guns all yep. the time. And he was saying, "This is a again himself an African American saying this has got to stop. This has got an end. It's influencing our young people, yeah. and 
it's leading to murder and mayhem. Yeah, uh, white, a lot of white teenagers, uh, early twenties uh, whites uh, also listen to that gangster that kind of rap. rap. Yeah, I mean it was it was big when I was in high school, uh, twenty years ago. But it's just and, not uh, innocent so. words. It's 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 the celebration of violence and guns and uh, yeah, and those kinds of things. Well, I, I just think that uh, the the, the they're going to blame. The left, the Democrats are going to talk gun control now for a yeah. few days, right? They always do. It's kind of their knee-jerk reaction. You know, we talked to Pastor Jeffers, First Baptist Dallas, yesterday, and he talked about spiritual problems, but I, I found it really interesting. Fox and Friends this morning interviewed Lieutenant Governor of Texas, Dan Patrick. And I want you to listen to what he had to say, what he believes is behind all of this. Cut number two. And so where are we as a nation? We, you know, we have people in this country that want to pull us away from God. You know, Second Chronicles um, 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name humble thyself and pray and turn their face to me, well, I will do three things. I will hear them from heaven. I will forgive them of their sins, and I will hear their land. There are a lot of people in this country who don't believe in God, and that's their right. But we as Christians who do believe, which are the majority of this country, that verse talks about us. It's not every American turning to God. It's about us. If my people called by my name, we are the Christians called by God's name. It's up us. to us right. to yeah. take back our country mm. and put us on the right path to do the right things and look at all of these issues on a much bigger scope of who we are. We're a nation that we're at our throats every day, every way. You see it every day in every walk of life. And it right. has to end. Yeah. I think he meant heal, heal our land. He was quoting yes. the Bible there, but. Yeah, we get it. Uh, very ex excellent comments by him. Well, and he's making the point also because in certain quarters of Christianity, it has become foreboden uh, to say Christians shouldn't be dealing with political issues. Well, I'm sorry. Being part of salt and light, God is going to heal our land when we take a stand as Christians and say, this is wrong, what's going on, and go out and get involved. It's part of being salt and light. Mm -hmm. You can't be salt and light and stay in your corner and not say anything, mm -hmm. which sadly some in even even in evangelical Christianity are advocating. Yeah, we can't do that. No, but they are the same people who say, isn't it terrible what's going on? <laughs> right. Yeah, we have to be involved. We have to be engaged and uh, be a part of uh being salt and light, as you said. Well, there. being spiritual and being political are not two opposite things. Right, right You right. put the two of them together. Right. I always said, you know, uh, we're a nation of laws, and it, it matters who makes those laws. Mm -hmm. And if Christians abandon the public square, then that's just going to leave pagans and nonbelievers mm -hmm. to make laws that we all have to obey. And how much sense does that make? Yes. Especially when you live in a constitutional republic where we have the right to be uh, active and engaged in politics and government. All right, we're going to take a, uh, a short time out right here. Dr. Alex McFarland will be joining us momentarily. By the way, this 18-year-old who murdered all the children, he was a very troubled yes. young man, uh, a loner, his mom said, uh, would cut himself. Uh, he, he, just, he was kind of the stereotype of the... Uh, in my mind, of, of the person that could potentially do something terrible and dangerous mm -hmm. in the way that he was described, his personality type. 
doesn't sound like he had a father that was very involved in his life, which is another trait of a lot of these young criminals is they don't have any influence from a father, a stable family life. Uh, we'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. What does the American Family Association stand for? We believe that our ministry, as well as everything in the heavens and on earth, belongs to God, and our role is that of a trusted manager. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. What's your favorite place to visit when you go to the Holy Land? Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. That's a question I get asked frequently, either before we go to Israel or while we're there with the folks that we see the Holy Land with. And I have to say, my favorite place is, and there's so many places to visit, it's like picking your favorite child, right? Which child do you love the most? So it's hard to say, but I gotta tell you, going to the Sea of Galilee, getting on the boat and riding out to the middle, and then having a worship experience there with the folks who are with us, it's just hard to put into words. For all the information on our March 2023 trip to Israel, go to the website twholyland.com twholyland.com everything's there the cost the itinerary etc join us won't you hello americans i'm todd stern stand by for news and commentary next uh, my goal as a teacher as is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom as we teach I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Walmart is apologizing for stocking an ice cream flavor commemorating Juneteenth, our nation's newest federal holiday. The nation's largest retailer drew flack from activists for being tone deaf. Juneteenth commemorates the day when the last enslaved black Americans were told the Civil War was over and they were free. One critic said it's problematic when a white-owned company treats Juneteenth as an opportunity to make money. Oh, I see. Like Valentine's Day or St. Patrick's Day? Now, maybe if the ice cream was vanilla-flavored, yeah, I could understand the uproar, but it was red velvet, and who doesn't love red velvet? The anti-ice cream activists say the true issue is that Walmart was attempting to exploit the Juneteenth holiday. Yeah, like that's never happened before. Ever been to Walmart during Christmas? Hey, be sure to get a copy of my latest book, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. It's available at your favorite bookstore and online at ToddSterns.com. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. Psalm 27, 4. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. 
Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, Fred, and Chris, thank you for joining us. As we mentioned earlier, uh, if you were planning on watching us live video stream on YouTube, as a lot of people do, uh, YouTube informed us earlier today that we are in timeout for a week for something that was said on this show, I don't know, a year and a half or two years ago about the 2020 elections. And I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. They informed us and Brent Creeley uh, responded. Brent Creeley, our producer, responded. So, um, <laughs> you, you, there's only so much you can appeal with these people because what you got, folks, for the, I, I don't know this for a fact, but uh, you pro, you got some 27 year old uh, left wing ideologue who doesn't like groups like ours anyway. So they're just looking for any excuse to ban us. Mm hmm put us in timeout with basically no appeal. So, uh, so they do this because they can <laughs> and nobody's going to stop them. Cause when, uh, uh, so that, that's, that's generally the way that works. We all know that we've, well, the guy from Twitter the other day who was caught by project Veritas on a, on a, on a, on a hidden camera said, we don't, Twitter doesn't believe in free speech. <laughs> We're, 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 we're basically the people who work here are communists. This was a secret. This is a video of a, a Twitter employee high up, I think. Mm. And he was recorded by project Veritas saying that out, saying that. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's the situation you're dealing with, uh, with, uh, big social media companies. But I just want you to be aware of that in case you were trying to watch us on YouTube. I'm Tim with Chris and Fred joining us now is Dr. Alex McFarlane. Co-host of Exploring the Word in the afternoon with Bert Harper as they do a uh, live radio Bible study each day. Uh, give us a break from the talk about current events and politics on American Family Radio. Good morning, Alex. Alex, what happened? Was it something I said? Uh, apparently, Alex dropped. I'm working to get him back. Okay. He's listening to music on YouTube. Maybe that 27-year-old dropped him. That I was talking about, he was listening in. He or she was listening in, or side gender, or whatever. What what, what do we got going on here with genders? Uh, oh, Chris, there's too many to name. What, now. Have the, what have they added today? Rainbows, unicorns, rainbows. cake. We got a rainbow gender. Other. Maybe that 27 year old I was talking about at uh, a big social media company. Yeah. Uh, is now identified as a rainbow, <laughs> right? Yes. It, it, Alex, is that you? No. Fred, do you want to say anything else about? Well, I, I uh, just, you know, it's interesting looking at uh, Fox here. They're playing some uh, clips of uh, from The the View, Whoopi Goldberg uh, joining the bunch. You know, it, it's, here's what's really sad. You mean calling for gun control? Oh, yeah. Here's what's really sad, that they would turn to that within hours just a few hours after the tragedy took place, right away, they were on gun control. In fact, the president oh, yeah. just got off the plane from his Asia trip, went back to the White House, spoke to the nation. He started off really well. 
Uh, very presidential. Very presidential. But then he ended that speech on a tirade mm-hmm. about gun control. I saw a post from people going, oh, here we go. You know, hey, listen, as they were watching it. Listen, these people are phonies. They just exploit. These people, these Democrats on the left, these are just phonies. They just exploit every tragedy to try to score political points. If they wanted to do something about this, guess what? Obama was president. Mm-hmm. And he had two years where he had all he had the Democrats control the House mm-hmm. and Democrats control the Senate. Yes. This was about ten years ago. Yeah, they could have done anything they wanted on quote gun control from a federal level, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't because they didn't care enough. But now a Republican uh, governor is in Texas, and they want to say, "Oh, this is uh, the Republicans' fault for why this for this happening in uh, Texas because they don't believe in gun control." Mm-hmm. Well, as the governor of Texas said. This happened in New York, mass shooting. What was it, 10 days ago? Right. Okay, they have strict gun control laws in New York. Mm-hmm. Same in Chicago. Chicago's a war zone, all right? Uh, inner city Chicago anyway. It's extremely dangerous. We all know they set records every year for, for shootings and killings. They have very strict gun control laws. So uh, unless you're going to just revoke the Second Amendment and confiscate everybody's guns across America, which some of the left would like to do, mm-hmm. Uh, then you're, what you're doing is just trying to uh, uh, confuse people, make people think that something could have been done with guns that would have prevented what happened in New York or what happened in. Uh, we already have, we already have laws where you have background checks. Yes, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yes, felons already can't own firearms. That's right. right? Uh, this school was a no gun zone. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it's uh, again law. It's against the law to murder people. Yeah. I mean, there are all kind of laws already right. in place right. uh, that could have that uh, are, are meant to prevent as much as you possibly can in a free and open society tragedies like this from taking place. Listen, in New York the other day, there was this uh, young man. I mean, you may have read about this. Who went up on? He was at a subway station, had a gun. There was an uh, an employee of Goldman Sachs, I think. Mm-hmm. The guy was just taking a commute home. Mm-hmm. He didn't have any enemies. This guy didn't know him. He went up and blew him away. Yes. Shot him in the back of the head. Am I right, Fred? That is, and that's exactly with right. A, with and a gun. He had he has a a police record like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. The police commissioner went ballistic after this incident. By the way, he's been arrested again. He has felony charges against him, and judges keep letting him go, letting him go, letting him go. So, for background checks, obviously, he didn't go and right. have a background check. He got a gun somewhere right. on the street right. and, and did his evil deed. Yeah. As I mentioned here before, and this, I didn't come up with this, but I read it somewhere. Blaming a gun for uh, shooting somebody mm-hmm. is like blaming a Pencil for writing a misspelled word. Yes. Uh, there, there's somebody committing the act with the gun in their hand, mm-hmm. and it's the darkness of their heart mm-hmm. that led them to commit this act of violence, as it was in Texas with these elementary school children. Well, joining us now is Dr. Alex McFarland. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. I'm sorry I had dropped out a minute ago. Well, where are you today? <laughs> I am in North Carolina. Enjoying listening to the American Family Radio Network. Well, thanks for being on with us. What do you you you, you hear me uh, talking here? 
Some would call it a rant. Yeah, listening to today's issues and getting ready for exploring the word. All right, what do you last night of of, uh, guest hosting the Hamilton Corner? Uh, Alex, earlier Fred had mentioned that uh, we have a breakdown of of morality and a breakdown of the family in America, which is leading to a lot of these, especially young, it's uh, almost all young males who are killing yes. people and committing uh, the, 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 de- the, the demographic would be probably 18 to 35 and young males across America who are committing most of the crimes. Don't have dads. Sure. They don't have dads in the home. Go ahead. We need we need family and we need morals. And last night on the Hamilton Corner, I had a twenty uh, seven year veteran of the North Carolina Sheriff's Department on as as my guest, and we talked about a lot of things. But he said, you know, you can when something like this happens, he said I can just about lay out the profile in detail without even knowing the perpetrator. Because they will, they will not have lived in a two-parent nuclear family. They, they do not have a sense of morality or a sense of place and purpose. And you know, Tim, what I what I say to the left, and I know we all say this, but if if you talk about family and you talk about morals and you talk about God and the sanctity of human life, very quickly they will cry foul and say, "Oh, separation of church and state." Now, to talk about God and family and morals does not violate the First Amendment. But even if it did, even if it did, which it doesn't, and I mean, I teach constitutional history, so I know the philosophy and the backdrop of the writing of the Declaration, Bill of Rights, and Constitution. But what I would say to the left, to talk about God, family, moral life, even if that violated the First Amendment, wouldn't it be in our best interest for the saving of lives uh, to do that? Why can we not, you know, from Columbine to Sandy Hook now to Robb Elementary, why can we not talk to kids about morals, God, family, and life? I, I lay the, the blood of these victims at the doorstep of the liberal progressive worldview that is killing our nation, Tim. Yeah, absolutely. And you, know, you say, why can't we talk to our kids? Because uh, for the most part, one of the reasons, one of the reasons is that uh, our education system has been taken over by the left where Christianity has been demonized. In other words, uh, kids are being taught today, you have the right to decide what is right and wrong. Uh, there is no such thing they are taught as absolute truth. They are also taught that Christianity has led to all kinds of problems in the United States, and you must wrestle yourself free of what the Bible teaches about what is right and what is wrong. So they want to be gods of their own lives. That's what they're being taught. They're being taught that in our schools, in our universities, and basically, Alex, it is a rebellion against God and when you rebel against God and godly standards, there is a price to pay. This isn't the first time in the history of mankind when man has rebelled against God and God has said, okay, let me show you what the consequences are 
when you seek and when you uh, seek to obey and rebel against me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we could do an experiment and we could say, look, could, could we have could we have two years mm. or five years, let's say five years, may we talk in public schools, let's affirm the value of family, let's talk about morals, and let's talk about our accountability to God. Murder is wrong. Uh, we all are accountable to God. And say, say to the left, look, we've been since the late 60s down the path of, of enforced secularism. Look where it's gotten us. Yes. Could we, let us have five years to talk about the values that we once embraced in America back when we were the, the heartland of the world. And I, I guarantee uh, drug use will go down, gang involvement will go down, self-harm cutting will go down, suicides will go down. I, I can promise, and uh, I've never bet on anything in my life, but I would with utter confidence wager billions of dollars if I had it to do. I would say, look, I can promise that the genocide, the bloodshed will end if we teach kids about morals, God, truth, and the sacredness of life. But, see, here's the thing, and, and we all know this, the reason that the left, their default you know, response is, well, repeal the Second Amendment, ban firearms, which, by the way, as I said yesterday, I had a 27-year law enforcement veteran on yesterday, and he said law enforcement does not want the citizens of America disarmed. But the liberal politicians, they say, well, it's, it's the fault of the gun. No, it's the fault of fallen people who've been told that they can make their own rules, yeah. like Salvador Ramos. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, by blaming the guns, that means you don't have to deal with personal responsibility or accountability or what the other factors are behind why people do what they do, which the Democrats right. don't want to do, because then you have to yeah. self-reflect. What policies are we implementing here as Democrats that lead to broken homes? Are we giving out yeah. too many welfare checks uh, to people who have babies out of wedlock? And maybe that causes fatherlessness, which leads to gang activity, dropping out of school, exactly. crime, etc. So maybe we don't have to talk about that. We just say, oh, it's the guns. Mm -hmm. It's the guns. And, uh, and, and we, we, we get more of the thing that we subsidize. So when there's a vested interest and there's a financial uh, percentage in, um, you know, fatherlessness and out of wedlock pregnancies, and we're not allowed to teach morals in Hollywood and secular education, uh, and I've got a word I've got to say on this, but, uh, you know, promiscuity and sexual deviancy and sexual license is pumped into the minds of kids. Um, Tim, I, I emailed you last week. Um, here in North Carolina at the Targets, where I don't shop, I don't shop at Target. Angie and I, we we would do without before we would shop at a Target. But I was sent pictures. Uh, when you walk in the Target, at least in Greensboro, North Carolina, the the first thing are all these teen clothes, and there's a shirt that says Bob the Drag Queen. <laughs> then there's another one, Celebrate Queer. And, I mean, when we've got the major retailers in America co-opted, 
by the moral relativists and the progressives. We, we've got to pray for our country. I, I don't mean to sound hopeless because there's hope, but that hope which is in Jesus and in God's revealed truth, we've got to have the courage and the, the obedience to humble ourselves, pray, and then influence others. And one, one final thing, and I, I thank you guys for letting me get up on my little soapbox here. I want to say a big praise to Archbishop Cordelione in California for being courageous to withhold communion from Nancy Pelosi and to say, look, he said, your promotion of abortion goes against the Bible, church law, and natural law. And you cannot call yourself, quote, a good Catholic or a Catholic Christian and be so arduously promoting abortion, no communion, no fellowship with the church for you. Here's my point. As an ordained minister of 27 years, pastor of two churches, I I get the, the dynamics of ministry, but all of the clergy out there, and we, we clergy, the Bible says, will be judged more harshly. We have got to preach righteousness and tell our parishioners um, how you live and how you vote matters to God. And it's time the Christians of this country and the clergy that lead them stand up for truth yeah. or we're going to completely lose our nation. Amen. Hey, listen, thank you, Alex. Appreciate it. Look forward to hearing you this afternoon on uh, Exploring the Word. God bless you all. God bless America. All right. Thank you, Dr. Alex McFarland, joining us from North Carolina. We're going to stay in North Carolina now. Uh, next up is our good friend, Dr. Michael Brown. With uh, uh, He's heard on American Family Radio each Sunday afternoon. And uh, he's got a new book out called The Silencing of the Lambs, The Silencing of the Lambs, uh, The Ominous Rise of Cancel Culture and How We Can Overcome It. Uh, Michael, good morning to you. Hey, good to be with you, Tim. Thanks for having me. You and Alex probably uh, hung out a lot some down the years, huh? Down through the years? Yeah, we we, our paths have crossed. Uh, He led the seminary for some years where I've taught as a guest lecturer, then his big apologetics conference often spoke there. We get to hang out every so often. Yeah, good man. Got Alex McFarland, Michael Brown, and Frank Turek, three of my favorite people. I'll live in the Tar Heel State there of North Carolina. Frank and Michael uh, are... Yankees who came down. <laughs> you yeah, we, we, we talked the right way, the right accent, <laughs> fast, sharp. Where did you grow yeah, up? Did you grow, did you grow up in New Jersey or New York, or where did you grow up? New York, born, in, born in Manhattan, Manhattan, New York City, and raised on Long Island. Oh, we can't get you, any you, more New York than that. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny, Tip? So I, I spent the first 32, 33 years there. What's funny is, even though I don't have a New York accent, and I've mellowed in certain ways. Oh, you, you, still, you still have a pretty good little accent going there, but go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, well, anyway, it depends on where you're coming from right, in the country. But right. the, the, the fact is, I still have that New York aggressiveness. And <laughs> I'm at the airport. Let's say my flight's delayed two hours, so I'm there three hours early. I'm still, like, pushing them. Why is this person in front of me so like <laughs> an inch from the person ahead of me in the security line? So... Yeah, you can take yeah. the New Yorker out of New York, but, but you know the saying. Yes, I know. That's funny because uh, what you you use the I know you carefully use the the word what what Southerners would call rude. You just called aggressiveness. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yes, I, sir. I, I noticed I noticed how you did that there. 
Hey, your new book is called The Silencing of the Lambs. What's, what, what's, what's it about? Uh, it's, it's really an urgent book, Tim. You were kind enough to write a word of endorsement for yes. it. And we're hearing amazing reports from the readers. You know, for years, there's been a, a pushing away of Christian foundations, Christian truths from America. And we become increasingly marginalized as Bible believers, demonized. But now the culture's gone to this point of canceling, that you want to completely remove someone's platform. You want to completely silence them. It's not just happening to believers, but it's happening in particular to believers. And I felt I had to sound the alarm. So the first half of this book, it's the alarm blasting. Look at what's happening in our schools. Look at what's happening with big tech. Look at what's happening in the places of business. I mean, things have gotten to the point that you have a liberal feminist lesbian calling cancel culture social murder. You have people like Bill Maher speaking out against it. Uh, you have, you know, atheist songwriters saying that, that cancel culture is mercy's antithesis. It's the exact opposite of mercy. So I lay out what's really happening, and it's worse than most of us realize. In fact, to be honest, Tim, but by the time a book comes out, you know, you work with a good publisher. By the time you submit a manuscript, finish the editing, all that, get it out, it's like nine months, 12 months. So when one of my books comes out, I refresh myself. I go through the contents again. And even though I wrote it, I was jarred by just how strong this attack is against us. That's why the second half of the book is what we can do to overcome cancel culture. It'll, it'll fill readers with courage, with faith, with hope. Because if we will simply speak up, speak out, stand for what is right, we will overcome this and the tide will turn. How does that, uh, it's Fred Jackson here, how does that look, Michael, practically, are we talking about something along the line of what happened in Virginia last year uh, where parents found out what their kids were being taught in school and they went to school board meetings and then eventually ran for school board positions? Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? It, exactly. In other words, wherever we find ourselves, pastors, educators, parents, kids on social media, we all determine that we're not just going to sit back and let things go crazy on our watch we're not, we're not going to sit back and let, let some people who are quite radical in their thinking do not represent the, the pulse of America. Let them dictate what happens. Instead, we're going to stand up. We don't have to be nasty. We don't have to yell and scream. But we just say not on our watch. And the more we expose the absurdity of things, the craziness of things, the, the, the pushback will continue. It's happening in front of our eyes. You know, Michael, I find it interesting. I've mentioned this a number of times that there are elements in evangelical Christianity today that are telling people you need to stay out of politics, that you're trying to turn this into a Christian nation, and that's not what God is all about. How do you respond to those criticisms that are coming from some leaders in the evangelical community? I, I say simply this. The Great Commission is to go and make disciples. How did disciples live? We're called to be the salt of the earth, and the light of the world. We're called to be the moral conscience of society. We're not supposed to come out of the world. We come out of the world as far as sin and corruption, but we're supposed to go into the world and shine our lights and be the moral conscience. So wherever we can make an impact, we do it. If we become so politicized that we associate the gospel with a political candidate or a political party, then we've made a mistake. If we think our goal is to take over the world 
and enforce Christianity on the world, we've made a mistake. If we realize we are called to go into every sector of society, be it politics, be it the educational realm, be it the media, and shine our lights, if we recognize that, that's part of the Great Commission. That's part of being followers of Jesus. Otherwise, what we're doing is we are surrendering our input. We are giving things over completely to people who hate what we stand for, and we're going to have to explain to our kids and grandkids why they can't do legally what we do today. Whatever happens next is on us. We're talking to Dr. Michael Brown, author of the book, The Silencing of the Lambs, The Ominous Rise of Cancel Culture and How We Can Overcome It. Uh, Where can people get this book from you, Michael? Uh, They can go to our website, askdrbrown.org, A-S-K-D-R-Brown.org, or wherever they get their books. It's out in, in hardcover, in ebook, and in audio form as well. Well, we have to fight back on this. We can't surrender, give up, or quit because otherwise we lose our freedoms and our liberty and our way of life, our ability to even do such things as attend church, uh, much less express ourselves in the public square. We have to fight back on this, and Michael gives uh, some uh, the seriousness of the issue, but he also gives direction on how we can best uh, counter the cancel culture. All right. Uh, by, by the way, Michael, you didn't hear this, but YouTube's got us in timeout here on this show for a week because something that was said a year and a half ago about the 2020 election. That's <laughs> what we're talking about. Yeah, That's I'm not what we're this, talking about. It's, it's absolutely, utterly ridiculous. Uh huh. Is misinformation. I guess people are going back listening a year and a half ago at YouTube, flagging us for... I would say get a life. Yeah, unbelievable. All right. Thank you, Michael. Take care, my friend. God bless, man. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Governor Mike Huckabee's coming a television celebrity with his uh, ads now. Yes. Isn't he? Huh? (laughs) He's all all over TV with with ads uh, about, what, about sleeping? Yes. How, How to sleep better. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.